So in the conversation that I had with Scott Hunter, one of the most profound things that I I told him, and I will always tell him, is the impact that an introduction that he did for me had. He uh, met Jack Warners um, at a Clifton Strengths Finder training in London a couple of years back, and essentially said to me in a conversation, I think you're going to get on well with Jack, and introduced us. And from the moment that we first spoke to each other over Zoom, interestingly, But from that first moment that we spoke to each other, we just knew that we were going to get on. And we certainly did. And I love working with Jack. She's a proper powerhouse in the things that she does. And she's just incredibly intuitive and incisive in how she undertakes not only facilitation, but also the work that she does with Clifton Strengths Finder. And that then leads me to this conversation about powerful introductions. How do you do them? What are they? What do they mean for you? And there's a lot to be unpacked in all of that. And I encourage you to pay attention to this because when you make the decision to see people within your periphery and think, oh, it would be really good if that person knows this person. And you can see that there is a value in that introduction for them both individually. And you do it with no agenda of your own. Then it's an incredibly wonderful gift that you give off to the earth and to the world. And you also provide to those individuals. Now, there are a couple of things that I would like to unpack in this in terms of how you go about that. And I think the the easiest way to do introductions is when they just seem really, really obvious and it's not hard work. I personally believe that when something becomes hard work, there's a reason for that tension. And it's about working out why is that tension there? And sometimes it could be just because that is not meant to happen. So lean into that, listen to what is going on. But at the same time, listen to your gut instinct. If you know somebody who could benefit from a recommendation of an individual or a book or something that you've learned, why are you not sharing that? I would actively encourage you to make that introduction because the power of that is that you then become really like a linchpin for different people. And when you do it for others, no doubt they're also going to do it for you. And I think that this is a perfect time to share the idea of what comes around goes around. So when you introduce people to others within your network or you make recommendations, they are going to do exactly the same for you. And what's fascinating about that is when I reflect back on my own life and my own journey and learning, some of the biggest pivots that I have made have come as a result of recommendations that have been made to me. So, for example, um, even the work that I do with Mayla Campbell, where I am now on the faculty, I did not really know of Mayla Campbell until I did the project director's development program at University College London when I was working as a director in local government. And it was there that I asked one of the trainers and I said to them, you know me, what is my next move? 
And they recommended that I contact Mayla Campbell. And that's where I trained to become a coach. And now I'm actually training other coaches. So look, if that one person hadn't made that recommendation, this aspect of my life might not exist. That is the power of making an introduction. Of course, the other side to it is that the person who is receiving that information needs to follow through. There are other people that have been recently introduced to me that have had very, very profound impact on the way that I'm thinking about certain things, some of the projects that I'm starting to work on, um, particularly when it comes to allyship and also belonging and understanding. And the key thing here in some respects is acknowledging that when an introduction is made, you i.e. if I'm receiving the introduction, I have work to do to follow through on that and also demonstrate the best of me as well as kind of um, really leaning into why that person originally made that recommendation or that introduction. Because at the end of the day, when someone is introducing you to somebody else, and or you are introducing someone to another person in your network, then there's a couple of things that you are doing. And one of them is you're making a personal recommendation. And when people do that, they're essentially putting their reputation on the line. So understand that that is what's happening. It's not just kind of simply saying, oh, you should contact this person. Of course, that happens within social settings, but professionally, when an introduction is being made, there's much more to it than the simplicity of saying, you should contact that person and vice versa. The other piece here is that it can also really kind of raise the level of your own personal currency. I mean, I am always going to gush and speak very, very highly about Scott because he was the person that introduced me to Jack. And that is regardless of all of the other qualities that he has, but that simplicity of of that introduction was very, very um, kind of powerful for me. So pay attention to that. Now, um, there's also something about the timing of the introduction and thinking, well, at what point do you introduce people? And I would encourage you to think, if there's going to be, um, if it's too kind of um, costly in terms of your own time, because a good introduction needs you to send messages to the various people that you want to introduce to get their permission and also to time it in the right way. Uh, There is some simplicity to doing this. And I would recommend that, for example, you know, you send introductory emails. It's much easier to send an email than it is to do it over social media. Although people have introduced me to others over social media and there is no issue with that. But when you think about the content that you're going to share and the wording of that and why you are recommending person A to know person B and also person B to know person A. So remember that it's it's something about the language that you're using and remembering to kind of really explain why that introduction is happening. And I give you an example. In the show notes, I kind of set out a very simple process for some questions that you can answer on how you make introductions to other people. 
It's not perfect, but I will say it's the thing that I always go back to. And, you know, it shouldn't be painful. This is something that should literally only take a minute or two. So remember, there's got to be meaning behind it. Why are you doing it? Why will the people benefit? And don't have an agenda. Like some of the best introductions that are made is when it's all about the service of the people that are being introduced rather than you thinking, oh, well, you know, if I introduce X to Y, then they'll owe me and this, 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 and this. No, go into it simplistically with no agenda at all. I'm a firm believer As I said before, what comes around goes around. I also think that there is a lot to be factored in in terms of timing and serendipity and things happening all at the right reason, the right reason and the right time. So don't kind of become too calculating about this. And the reason I share that is because sometimes I see people professionally kind of knowing that that they have people in their network and just not being willing to introduce them to each other. And if I was going to kind of really press buttons there, I would say maybe that's a wee bit selfish. And the thing to do is to move yourself out of it and create that introduction. Because incredibly, when you do something like that, the magic that then gets created actually has a subconscious subliminal benefit for you in that you will feel good when you see your friends, your peers, your colleagues doing great work through a connection that you have made. So I'm a really, really big advocate for people introducing um, their friends, their connections to each other and really kind of setting out why that might be helpful, because there is not enough of that going on in this world. And we all, I think, need to work hard in making the world a better place. And some of that comes through you listening into this message and thinking, what is one powerful connection and one introduction that I can make from a person to another person? And as you'll go on to listen to me speak with many of the guests on this podcast, you'll start to realize that some of the people I'm interviewing and I'm speaking with, primarily those conversations have happened because of introductions that have been made from me, uh, from somebody else for me or from me to somebody. And you can see that when a conversation happens and that is shared with the world, people's thinking change, people's perspective change. They are able to feel as if they belong more in themselves through the idea and the concept of understanding other people. And so take this as an invitation for you to work out who you can introduce within your network to each other. And I would love to hear of any powerful introductions that you make. So you can find me on social media, just tag me, just let me know. Also, if there is a space for you anywhere where you're listening to the podcast to add a comment, please do do that as well, because I think that there is a huge amount of power in introductions and I'd like to see more of that. If you enjoyed this episode of With Sayada, I'd appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe. 
It helps other people find out about the podcast and the work of the Centre for Belonging and Understanding. 